All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. All right, let's start with the uh, F-bomb. Oh, yes, the F-bomb rattling around the legislature. (laughs) Heard all around B.C. yesterday. So let's set this up. So this was question period yesterday. It was pretty raucous in there, right? Yeah, so it starts with the liberals going after the government, blaming them for inflation. That didn't seem to really go anywhere. But then the liberals got onto the issue, the ongoing issue and developing issue, of clinics that are closing, healthcare clinics that are closing, yep. we're serving notice that they're closing, an ongoing shortage of family doctors. Yep. Uh, you put those two issues together, that's, that's a pretty hot-button uh, health issue. And then, um, uh, questioning Adrian Dix, the health minister, about it, and then uh, the premier waited in. Right at the end of question period, Trevor Halford, the Surrey White Rock MLA, uh, questioned him, and it's unclear whose heckles he was responding to, but I think it was Halford and others, in his answer, and things kind of went off the rails. And you don't, you don't see this with John Horgan as premier. It was seen uh, regularly when he was opposition leader, where he would lose his temper. Uh, we used to call him Angry John when he was opposition. He's changed since he became premier. He's become this happy warrior type. But that wasn't on display yesterday afternoon. It was a different situation. Yeah, it was kind of the old uh, Horgan mm-hmm. coming out, the old Irish temper. And he, he admits he's he got it. this Irish temper. Yeah. And he holds in check. I also noticed that absent from the House yesterday was opposition was uh, government House leader Mike Farmworth, who sits right next to uh, Horgan, and who uh, I think has well, held him in check at times, like holding him back with his suit coat. They, you're not going. You're not going to go anywhere here. He wasn't there yesterday, so there was no one to ride herd on the premier. As a result, you heard what you heard. Okay, well let's have a listen to it now. So you'll hear the exchange here, and you'll hear the liberals going after Horgan. Now, you know the issue is an important issue: the doctor shortage. We've already talked about that earlier today. It's a good issue for liberals. It really is. And so the liberals going after Horgan here. Horgan trying to respond about agreements with the federal government for doctors funding that's what you're going to hear here Mm -hmm. and then he drops the f-bomb at the end which is it's bleeped out okay family radio station here but here's what it sounded like when will this premier step up and give british columbians the assurance that they will be supported by a family doctor the opposition characterizes cooperative federalism by ensuring that there's adequate fun- do you want to hear it man do you want to hear it or do you just want to hear your voice seriously do you care do you really care or do you want to hear yourself do you want a headline or do you want action uh. <laughs> Okay, there it was, the F-bomb at the end there. Yeah, what's uh, interesting is that if, in question period, cabinet ministers and the premier, if they're smart, do not respond to heckles oh. uh, in a way that allows the op- which is evidence that the opposition is, is leaving a mark. Uh, sort of try to be above the fray. Don't go down to the opposition level. The opposition is trying to rise up to the government level. There, this is a disproportionate sharing of power in that house. The government has all the power. And once they get down into into it with the opposition, that's a win for the opposition. So uh, that was a win for the liberals yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, the liberals, the, the purpose of the heckling, there's a lot of theater that, uh, that goes on in there. But you know, there's also a purpose of trying to get under the skin of the premier or his cabinet ministers, rattle them, throw them off. If you if you go to Mother Parliament, Westminster in London, and you go on their website, and they actually have a reference to heckling is a tradition in yeah. in the Westminster system. Uh, you don't want to overdo it, uh, but uh, and it can get out of hand for times. I've always said for years when we had school children come into the the, 
into the legislature chamber to watch question period. They were like watching grade fours watch a question period is amusing because they're just they're just taking the back. They're they're watching adults behave in ways that they would be disciplined if they were to behave that way well, at home. Sure, yeah. Imagine kids showing up and all of a sudden there's the premier dropping the f bomb there in question periods. Now, now Horgan did come back to the legislature mm-hmm. later in the afternoon and he apologized. And here's what that sounded like. Have a listen. Earlier today, uh, at the end of question period, uh, my passion for health care got the better of me and I made some intemperate comments that may well have offended members of this House or others. Uh, I apologize for that and I withdraw those remarks unreservedly. Okay, so, so he said it's his passion for health care is what caused him Well, to- and also the way Parliament works. If he hadn't apologized, the Liberals yeah. this morning, at, at right at 10 o'clock, uh, just when the House just began sitting, or just after question period, would have risen on a um, point of privilege, point of privilege, yeah. personal privilege. Todd yeah. Stone, the House leader, uh, stood up immediately and said, "I reserve my right to make a point of personal privilege." That would have prolonged this thing into exchanges of, of positions from the House leaders. The Speaker would have had to rule on it. But now that he's apologized uh, and withdrawn that remark. Uh, it's it's case closed in terms he of also, procedures. He also put out a tweet later in the day yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he said if his mom, if mom was still around, she'd be run, coming down the legislature with a bar of Irish Spring. Yeah, wash his mouth out with yeah. soap. Yeah. Now, so at the end of the day, make light of it. Yeah, and I, at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's unusual. It's getting a lot of attention. I'm not sure. I think you know, I've heard two versions of this from the public. A lot of people say, yeah, it, it humanizes them. It's just that's the way Horgan is. Yep. Others saying, "Well, come on, he lost it. He, sh- he lost." Uh, not lost very dignified. Control. No, not dignified at all. But uh, again, I don't think it's uh, it's the end of the world. But I got some emails like that last night too from listeners saying, "Like this actually makes me like Horgan even more because it sort of shows that he's a human being." Well, it was also it wasn't a vindictive situation. It was more throwing his hands up in frustration uh, and and dropping this and then sitting down. And the other guy, if you, if at the end of that, that exchange, you hear uh, the speaker, Raja Han, after about 12 seconds of the two sides screaming at each other, yeah. finally it says loudly, seriously, folks? Like, yeah. uh, to all sides, like, calm down. He had to call a recess for, for a couple minutes to get everybody Well, sure, Shirley Bond was yelling, you should be ashamed of yourself yeah. at Horgan. Yeah. Um, and the first time I've, I've actually heard that um word in the house uh, i can't remember the last time we've certainly seen exchange some heated exchanges in the hallway but not in the chamber to that degree that well, I, do I you, can recall do you remember one of the most famous f-bombs in federal history well it was before my working time for sure but yes you'll be talking about the current prime minister's father yes pierre trudeau mm-hmm. pierre trudeau and his famous f-bomb to some conservative mps Buddle, that Buddle. they didn't like and then Trudeau had an explanation for it. So let's go back into the, the way back machine here, and you will hear this. So let's go back to Pierre Trudeau, uh, the famous F-bomb at that time. You're going to hear late, great conservative MP Lincoln Alexander here uh, explaining what happened, and then Trudeau's response. Let's have a listen. He mouthed two words, the first word of which uh, started with F and the second word of which started with O. Now, I, I, I think that we've reached a point where this type of uh, conduct, it's not only disgraceful, but it's unacceptable. And, uh, now of course, the Prime Minister wants to split hairs and s- states that he didn't say it, but when he mouthed it, it was readily recognizable by me as to what he said and what he meant. Did you? Of course I didn't say anything. I mean, did that's you mouth a- anything? 
I move my lips and I use my hands in a gesture of derision, yes. But I didn't say anything. If these guys want to read lips and they want to say, see something, you know, you know, that's their problem. I think they're very sensitive. And because I smile at them in derision, they, they come stomping out and, what, go crying to Mama or to television that they've been insulted or something? Well, it, it's a lie because I didn't say anything. Did you, well, sir, did you mouth it? What does mouth mean? You move, move your lips. Move your lips. Yes, I move my lips. In the words you've been quoted as saying? No. What, what did you what move were your you lips? thinking when you moved your lips? What is the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say fuddle duddle or something like that? God, you. Okay, <laughs> the famous fuddle duddle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, politicians get in a, a bit of trouble when they engage in this type of behavior. But again, at the end of the day, I don't think it's it's not the end of the world for for John Horgan, as you say. It, it sort of cuts both ways. A lot of people think it humanizes him. Others think it was a completely undignified. Okay, but you thing. know what? We spent the whole time here talking about the f bomb. Uh, the issue that was raised by the liberals is an important issue. Yep. This shortage of doctors. We got the longest wait times for people to see a doctor in a walk-in clinic in the entire country. Yep. We've got an acute shortage of doctors, especially family doctors. We've got lengthening wait lists for surgery because of some of the well, backlogs this is an issue and, that's and shortages. That, this is an issue that's not going away. Right. It's 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 here. So then this guy drops to... drops the f bomb. I mean, what is that? Do you think he deliberately went in there and said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something like no. this"? Do you, no, you that, think it was totally that, off the cuff. I was watching that. That was a totally spontaneous uh, thing. Mm. But again, it, what surprised me is that uh, first time in five years he's gone down to the opposition level in terms yeah. of engaging heckling like yeah. that. That really hasn't happened before, and that's what I found most surprising. Not the f bomb, I and mean, that was, I so think, that was a completely think... off-the-cuff thing. Well, I remember in opposition when he had the, the famous Irish temper, and you and I have both been on the receiving end of it. Like, yeah. I've, I've had him in my face a couple of times. And he gets As re- opposition leader. Yeah, when he was in opposition. Yeah. He was real angry. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, and he, like you said, he reined it in once he became premier. But this is sort of a flash of the old guy. But do you think that's a, pro- a problem at all? Well, when it happens once in five years, I don't think it's a problem. Okay. If it happens again uh, and again, then it does become a problem. But I think uh, I don't think we're going to see that again. Well, Baldry's beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Barbara on the line. Hi, Barbara. Go ahead. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm not super upset about him dropping an F ball more and more in in daily usage than it would have definitely when I was a kid, you know, 40-something years ago. Um, but I'm, I'm actually surprised we don't hear it more, the way they go at each other. I mean, there's some hot topics being discussed, and it seems to be, in my view, politicians just like to, like, get at each other rather than actually listen and and come to a resolution, right? Yeah. So it just seems to be part and parcel. I am yeah. a little bit surprised, but I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over it. Hey, Barbara, thank yeah. you for the call. Yeah, good, good call, Barbara. Yeah, question periods theater. Sometimes emotions run a little high. I think they get carried away with themselves sometimes, thinking the world is watching and the whole public cares about this more than they do. Um, but uh, it's a reminder, again, things can get a little out of hand sometimes, and that's what happened yesterday. Back to the phone lines. Dave on the line. Hi, Dave. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, uh, I don't think it was a very professional way to, uh, for for Oregon to conduct himself in the House there like that. We're representing British Columbians, and uh, they need to conduct themselves professionally. And mm-hmm. also, I think perhaps you guys are going a little light on it, because can you imagine if uh, Stephen Harper in his day had dropped an F1? I mean, you guys would have been all over that. 
Do you think so? Do you think if he was like a conservative or a right-wing politician, they'd get more heat for it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about, about that. that. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, look, there, there's rules in the chamber. Uh, he broke the rule. I mean, the parliamentary... Well, we have seen MLAs apologize from time to time for intemperate remarks, which are considered unparliamentary. We have seen withdrawals, uh, not of particular F-bomb that I can recall. There's yeah. other words used. Recall, I'm not going to repeat an, them. I don't recall an F-bomb in the no, house no, either. I don't recall that. And, yeah. uh, again, so that's why it was so unusual, and that's why uh, it's getting a lot of attention. Okay, Leo, who would you like me to go to next on the phone line? Colin. Hi, Colin. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, I just want to say maybe um, maybe the opposition doesn't appreciate um, how much Adrian Dix has done as the health minister. Uh, maybe Hogan um, realizes uh, that a little bit deeper. And I think with um, Dix mm. and Hogan both having uh, close encounters with health issues themselves regarding diabetes and cancer, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think, I just don't feel like they were, are as insensitive to what's going on uh, in health, as maybe the opposition mm. uh, feels. And regarding the, um, the F-bomb, yeah. I mean, I feel that Hogan has really improved his um, way of communicating over the last five years. And it must be uh, so difficult when you've got a bunch of, you know, yapping chihuahuas at his heels, um, like what happens in the House of Commons, um, for him to slip, make a little slip like that. I just don't really feel like it. That okay, thank you. Issue. Well, again, Thanks qu- for the call. question period is question, as I've been saying, it really hasn't changed for years. Yeah, you do have the opposition heckling the government, uh, and that's their job, and, and holding their feet to the fire. And it's unusual for a minister or the premier to sort of slip up and engage in that type of, uh, not banter, it goes well beyond banter, uh, expressing frustration with what the opposition is doing. Well, I thought the caller raised an interesting point that Horgan's gone through this cancer scare and the radiation treatments, and if that makes him more sensitive to criticism about the healthcare system, I'm sure he's received excellent care for his cancer. Oh, but he's paid tribute to the people in healthcare who treated him. Yeah, sure. but I think the bigger challenge in, in healthcare right now is not the quality of care if you've got a real serious illness, but it's... It's accessibility well, it's to the system, for a, to a family doctor. The stories that are emerging now, it's not just BC. Alberta now is a huge drop in physicians in Alberta. Yeah. Ontario is, is dropping this. And we, you and I talked about this before. All professions are seeing a drop in numbers because of retirements. The yeah. baby boomer generation was the biggest block of, of people, and they're retiring in vast numbers, and they're not being replaced at a rapid enough pace okay. to keep pace with uh, keeping things status quo. Squeeze in one more. Leo, who do we got there? James and White Rock. James, you got 30 seconds. Go ahead. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, I don't care. I've been dropping the F-bomb about, about health care in B.C. for 10 years, and nobody's listening <laughs> to me, so that's okay by me. <laughs> I just want to say that, that he's put himself between a rock and a hard place because it's been ignored and ignored and ignored. They have monster problems with the ambulance service with the uh, emergency call-out system, and it's just ramping up on him, and he's got no one to blame except for okay. himself. It's coming Thanks back to call. haunt him, and that's why he's Ten, frustrated. Ten seconds. Things are going to get worse. 100,000 people moved into B.C. last year. None of them have a family doctor, and we're not replacing doctors fast enough. I'm not sure anyone has the answer, although Adrian Dix has raised the prospect of changing the fee-for-service system. Thanks, Keith.